You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello, everyone. You know who I am by now, probably. (laughs) But if you don't, I'm Pastor Josiah. Mm. And today we are doing something totally new. Yeah, a bit, a bit. You know, because you hear two voices. Oh, you do? You hear the voice of me, Pastor Josiah. (laughs) And you hear the voice of Ethan Bolton. Hey. Creative coordinator. But also joining us for today's episode of the podcast is... Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's Zach. That wasn't scripted, but when there's an ocarina on the desk... I don't even know what that means. You play it. You heathen. It's a Zelda thing, which makes me sound like I'm really into Zelda, (laughs) but I'm mostly just into weird stuff, (laughs) like buying (laughs) ocarinas in Seattle. This is the side of Zach that you don't see on Sunday morning when he's leading worship at the Lost Creek campus. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Ocarina solo. (laughs) I'm playing the ocarina this weekend. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So... We are all here today talking about something that we we get a we get a like a fair number of questions on. Some people seem to really? be curious about. I mean, you know, like it's just a topic that people like are generally interested in. <laughs> you know, well, it's a popular thing to talk about too. Like in general, people are interested in process, I like the process the, of the anticipation work. of this is so big. Yeah, <laughs> wow. like, what, are, what, what are they talking about? about? It process what? Guys. What is, what does that mean? And then what we're is like, that? The question's about Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Are they moral? <laughs> Do you prefer brown sugar cinnamon or strawberry? Well, I love False. Jesus, so brown sugar cinnamon. <laughs> no, incorrect. Right? You meant cookies and cream, which is the superior Pop-Tart. Well, you know. People still don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> what we're talking about is our creative process for developing uh, sermons, art, and our worship sets. Because you come in, um, like let's say you come to the Lost Creek campus, or um, you know, like Ethan, you act- you actually work at the Barber County campus. I do. Is where you that's where you spend your weekends. Yes, I do. So you come in there, and you, I mean, you see the same art and the same sermons, and you have a worship team there. Correct. So something that is pretty fun to talk about and think through is how we get what we get on a Sunday morning uh, when our folks come to worship with us. And so I think to uh, start off this conversation and give our folks kind of an inside scoop, some inside baseball, some behind-the-scenes stuff, so to speak, some of those Blu-ray extra features. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, That's, but I like I'm it. I'm just listing them off, you know. I, I mean, what iTunes else extras. iTunes extras, yes. This is an iTunes exclusive. It's not That that could be confusing for people who listen uh, yeah, on the podcast, can't. but we don't. So, I mean, it's but it, the principle applies. Yeah. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> Why? So... Here's what I'd like to talk about to begin with. Why do we care so much about putting the work we do into preparing sermons, preparing the art? Because that's a pretty hefty workload. And uh, the work that we put into the songs. Because, I mean, Zach, with the team, you've written a couple original songs. Mm -hmm. Um, You work pretty crazy to make sure that we got all the teams scheduled out and the sets you know, align with what we're doing. So why, why do we care that much? I mean, well, it's just, you know, because some people think like whatever you do, uh, you know, um, 
And what am I trying to say here? <laughs> it's just it's just the, the the side gig that they do at the church. Yeah. It's the thing that they do when they're bored. Yeah. Or when they have free yeah. time. You only work one day a week, right? Um, <laughs> or We're like um, we have Saturday and Sunday services, yeah. so you're <laughs> that's that, not even valid buddy. for the start. <laughs> um, or there's this kind of thought that's like it's church work so it's not real it's not real work <laughs> so you know why do you it's uh, good enough yeah it's like it's good enough just for church by. work you know is like the weird alternative for government work um so it's like government work but people aren't allowed to judge you see two weekends ago episode <laughs> <laughs> i guess it would be two weeks ago yes episode correct. from two weeks prior yes Yes, and Zach will be married, and oh, wonderful. Yeah, um, I got married already. Not really by the time that we're filming this, but me from right now will be in Mexico. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it. Uh, so yeah, but so why why do we care about that so much? Like why why is that a big deal for us? I think the goal's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not just there to check a box off the list. Yeah, we're actually trying to adequately communicate the love and mercy and grace of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that holds a certain brevity to it. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I think if we don't take it seriously on on the preparation side, then do we actually care? Right. Because I do think there's a some sometimes, in some corners of the world, there is this kind of haphazard, like, well, you know, we're just going to be as faithful as we can and leave the results up to God, which I, like, I agree with in principle. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not... What I'm saying is some people say that, and what they actually mean is I'm not going to work hard yeah. on this thing. Mm. I'm going to be, like, it's just a cover to be lazy. Yeah. Because um, I do believe that, like, we can put all the work that we can into what we do. Like, you can develop the most amazing artistic masterpiece that, like, Leonardo da Vinci would look at and weep, you know? Doubt it. But... Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Zach could sing, like, the perfect songs, preach the perfect sermon, and ultimately it is up to the Holy Spirit to, like, flow through those things to work in people's lives but it doesn't excuse us from being lazy you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah can you imagine if paul was like i should go to corinth but the holy spirit's got it <laughs> yeah that's like exactly <laughs> like um or that he didn't i mean he talked all the time about like i worked harder than all of them Is that, like what he said at one point <laughs> he's like talking to me he's like i worked harder than all of them um, yeah, there's yeah. this like implied mutual exclusivity yeah either we're doing it or the holy spirit's doing it and you're like yeah. actually he he lives. Yeah, I was in gonna you. say right. So, like, like the way he's chosen to work is primarily through you. Hmm. Um, so I mean, I think that's one of the most like foundational reason why we care. But what are some what are some other reasons like we care so much about this that we you know we work and do this? And I mean, I'm not gonna say I work very hard because that's that's self congratulatory. You know, that's terrible. I, but I know you guys work we hard. Think you work hard. It's so hard. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. This is just turning into a circle of self-praise. Okay, everyone in like, your car, take 10 <laughs> seconds and say your favorite thing about Josiah. Wow, do not. <laughs> I do go, not need you to first, do that. Mowgli. That's, <laughs> my dog is Zach's favorite part of who I am. And I'm okay with that because Mowgli is, that's also, um, anyway. In the words cool. of Mowgli. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Uh, I don't know, it's like, I don't, what do you think? Like, especially I think Ethan, particularly on an artistic side, a role that Zach and I feel like we're both kind of like standing in front of people and, you know, actually deliver, delivering something that's, you know, <laughs> what, what did you say? You said it's actually spiritual. Wow. That is, see, that's the problem is people think, you know, 
You're communicating the gospel, and I'm communicating a font. That's wow. I'm being self-deprecating on purpose. (laughs) See, look at that classic self-deprecation. But no, I mean, like, what what motivates you when you're thinking about this to work so hard on keeping my job? That's wow. I mean, yeah, that that's that's also real. um, Almost genuinely, it might be like a (laughs) like a complex. I probably have a complex um, about being a perfectionist about things, but I don't want to offer up a half-baked idea, like out Mm -hmm. of a point of integrity in any circumstance, whether it is for this or whether it is for a freelance project. Um, Ultimately, there's a goal in mind, whether that is a new startup brand or featuring, basically creating a visual handshake for the concept of a new sermon series. So when I'm thinking about that, like I want to serve that idea as best as I can, because it's sort of like the way, um, let's say, like movie posters operate. This has actually been in the back of my mind for years, is that the way this, some of them are crap, but <laughs> the idea is that they're kind of like this visual handshake to yeah. the to the, the movie you're going to experience. It, it's, not a, it's not a mural that tells the story, but it is sort of this initial proverbial handshake of the idea. And so, you know, I, I want to, I want to do that a respectable service is that yeah you know what i mean so like i think there's a weight of importance that comes from the work you guys are doing um that i want to respect and handle as respectfully and um diligently as i can yeah and i think even like in general like with the arts and i know that encompasses a lot of things and there's a lot of discussion about that you know in both you know the christian world and the non-christian world but there is something about like i'm thinking even like visual art that like has been used for centuries, mm-hmm. millennia to adorn the gospel, like to give it this, there is a visual beauty. I think that the gospel is worth and do. And, you know, it may be, you know, people may look and say, you know, like, look at that, you know, just, oh, that sermon art is so <laughs> you know, crisp and clean. And I'm thinking good. of like classical that's, sculptures and you're like, that sermon art. That's, I mean, you know, it's the, um, I mean, you know, like you think like how down the centuries people, yeah. churches used stained glass. Um, or, architecture um, as well. Yeah, architecture Absolutely. was a huge part of that. Um, you know, thinking like of, you know, like the paintings in like the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to you, Michelangelo. Yeah, true dat. Um, My favorite Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, but hey, I think there is a piece of that that's like. Yeah. Well, I think we teased about this many weeks ago, um, but I I do think like the pursuit of creativity is a God honoring thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that and that takes all forms. And like I think it's very cool that we're representing different disciplines here as well. Yeah. Um, is that it, that's not just the way I'm going to arrange or showcase an idea or a word or a concept, but it's also the way you you know creatively craft the sermon you're going to deliver yeah. or the worship set or the worship song that you're going to use to communicate something that is like vastly powerful and and meaningful yeah yeah i mean that's just part of the creativity thing is part of the image of god in us like yeah exactly like, that's the you're ref, you want to reflect that well yes. you want to reflect as much of as much of that as possible and part of that is absolutely um being you know creative and of course that takes different forms too. Like that being, being creative is not just limited to people who are singing songs or, you know, um, making, you yeah. know, visual art or publicly communicating. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of different ways to do that in all kinds of different spheres, but this just happens to be the way it pops up in the church most often. Yeah. Um, and side note, I'm going to pat Ethan's back a little bit uh, because yeah. most people either know him from the podcast or his visual work or even some of the articles, podcasts. 
www.articles.horizonsresources.gov. Um, but what most people will probably never realize is that we get to see every iteration of every sermon series art that he comes up with. Yeah, truly. Which usually there are a choice of, you know, four to six mm-hmm. killer pieces. Yep. And you He's guys get one. On so. Yep, and you get one. <laughs> yeah. With that and keeping the church brand in line, yeah. there's this devotion to excellence that I think can very easily get overlooked. So yeah. kudos yeah. to you. Working <laughs> hard, man. And behind the scenes, unseen, you know. Mm, it's better that way. But yeah, it's like we... You're like, I we, like that it's behind the scenes. And I'm <laughs> like, hey, let me tell everyone. <laughs> Let me put you right on the spotlight here. I, I um, appreciate that, though. Yeah. That's very kind. And that's uh, we just we take this stuff seriously. And I think another piece of it too, on all ends, is like, and this will sound. I think it it'll sound like more clinical than I mean it to. But like, part of it is that it does create a distraction-free, I guess, environment is what I'm going for. Like Bingo. when you're not distracted by oh, like what is that, or like yes. oh, what, like oh, what's going on there, like. It, That's what I tell our worship team every week. Yeah. Is our job is to lead people well by not being a distraction from what the Lord wants to do through them. Right. Like you're giving people an environment where they're freed from not just the distractions of what's happening in their lives, ideally. Like hopefully, you know, they're not like they're finding a place in the church where they can like not worry about the cell phone for 70 minutes and, you know, worship God and recenter their hearts and listen to what he might want to speak to them through his word. But also, when you do things with the kind of hard work and creativity that we're trying to go for, not just in our circle, but like the whole staff, I think, you know, right. all of the church. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make this sound like it's a, you know, it's just us, but the whole church really wants to do this. It creates an environment that's like, you're not distracted by like, oh, like, you know, somebody like was trying to hit that note on the microphone and, oh, that was gross. And, you know, like, oh, that art is oof, like, I can't stop looking at it for bad reasons, <laughs> you know, like. Shout out clip art. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and we have other members. Um, yeah, I mean, mean, like specifically, like we'd have invited EJ here for this recording, yeah. but he was he's uh, busy doing busy doing creative work I and helping talk about out my creative work because he was doing it. <laughs> too much creative work to do. Yeah, I think guys like Steve working behind the scenes to make sure our sermon series flow mm-hmm. and work together. And your pops. Um, yeah, my father, he's working like very creatively on trying to make sure that our leadership pipeline is coming across and doing stuff with CR. And he's trying to think through different ways we can engage our community and how we can bring more people into the church and make them feel welcome here. I mean, all, all of our staff, we could talk about the different ways all of our staff members are doing that. Yeah. Spent a whole podcast episode on that. Um, the point remains, like, we care about this because it reflects God well and yeah. it creates an environment of, I think, minimal distraction. Like, you don't want to, like, I think what you say to the worship team is exactly on point. Like, you want to you wanna give them something where they can engage in the worship. Like, it's not about, like, oh, hey, we're going to be, you know... It's all up to God anyway, so who cares who sings? Like, no. But it's also not like we're going to make this, you know, like Nick Hours is going to have like a 20-minute guitar solo. Right. Like, like we're, we want to set the stage for our people to be able to worship and hear. I mean, that's our job. Yeah. Is to make it really easy for our people to know and love Christ yep. really well. Yeah. And that's it. So, like, don't, man, like, we're not, <laughs> for lack of a better term, we're not there to perform for you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. We want to help you engage with the Lord yourself. Um, and that's why we care, I think, yeah. so much about all of this um, working creatively the way we do. So that lends itself to this question, Ooh. in particular with our areas of discipline, I think. What does the process look like? How do we actually get to a weekend where the sermon series has, you know, this 
artistic piece that accompanies it and gives you that visual handshake that introduces you to the idea. And we have the worship set with the songs that prepare people's hearts to hear the word and also give them an opportunity to lift their voices and, um, you know, pray and sing to God. And then, you know, hopefully hear from the Lord and be encouraged by his word. How, what does the process look like on those ends? For you guys, you guys are both nodding at me. So I think it's just, <laughs> is this is this podcast code for that's, say things? Um, I want you to go first. <laughs> practically, I think there are a few elements to the worship set. One, like we talked about, not being distracting, which rears its head in a couple of different ways. Yeah. One is choosing uh, a key for the song that is singable to the congregation. Yeah, that's I mean, huge. one of our one of our worship team members uh, is a girl named Alicia Noble, and that girl. Can sing. Yeah. She, can, yeah, she can. She could literally just recite the phone book in song, and everybody would be like, "Hallelujah!" Like, <laughs> that's, and, and her voice is incredible. Yeah. But we don't lead well by her performing, right? So when she's choosing a key to a song, she's choosing a key, and everyone who sings on the weekend is like this: we're choosing a key to the song that we can lead well. Because yeah. if I if I'm squeaking out notes that are out of my range, yeah. it's there's no point because that's distracting. But also, we are choosing a key to a song that the congregation themselves can sing. If it's too low, every sweet woman in our congregation is like, praise God. Bro. <laughs> and it like, that's distracting. If it's yeah. too high, the guys are like, Hill. so that doesn't do anything. Um, but even within that song to song, we choose different keys so that, you know, if if someone is leading a song, like I have a very baritone voice, and so I'm not going to sing like up the octave in D. Yeah. But Nick can, and mm-hmm. that's like a great key for a female vocalist. So where I might lead like down the octave in E or in G, we're going to sing something higher so that everyone has a chance to actually encounter the Lord. It also goes into the songs we choose, which yeah. a couple of aspects of that include choosing songs that are theologically sound, Preach. <laughs> because what's the point? We may as well sing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley if we <laughs> if we don't care what we're actually singing. Um, I think it honors the Lord to sing things that he approves of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it. also songs that are singable, like we talked about, yeah. not just in the, the key that we choose, but there are some great songs by some very talented worship bands that aren't singable. Yeah, I ain't following that melody, man. <laughs> because, like, we sing a ton of elevation, and they're awesome, and I will always, until they start being heretical, I will always sing their songs. But there are a couple of them where I'm like, y'all are super impressive. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the singability of a song is really important, and the familiarity of a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is just reading words off a screen and trying to learn a song, it doesn't help anything. And that's why especially at Lost Creek, and I know at a few of our other campuses, if not all of our other campuses, we have sort of this pool of songs that we we choose from because we don't want you to have to think about what word comes next. We want you to actually be able to use the words and the music in an environment where you're gathered with other believers to commune with the Lord, Mm -hmm. to know Him better and to love Him more. And you, I know, like working with you like when I'm writing up a sermon you do you try to like make sure you know you're always saying hey like what's your what's your big idea or like what's give me your sermon in a sentence and you're picking songs 
based around like that you know as much as possible you know it's like you can't have a specific song necessarily for every specific thing but you can reinforce certain themes yeah you know like like if i'm talking about tithing weekend you're like (laughs) (laughs) well what are we singing (laughs) that's yeah like (laughs) tithe your money i surrender 10 (laughs) percent oh god that's how it goes yeah no yeah that's that's totally it but but I think that's cool too. Like you know, yeah. you can expect that some of the songs will be reinforcing, you know, what the scripture passage that we're unpacking that week will. When even the in. arrangement of the song, mm-hmm. yeah, like a lot of times we change how it goes on a Sunday from the original because the original might have a great, great guitar solo or great like lead line from a synth mm-hmm. or something awesome that doesn't involve the congregation. Right. Yeah. So why? Mm-hmm. I mean, the point, is, like, yeah, it's great if you're playing a rock show, but yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> when I mean, realistically, we could the band could be like backstage, yeah, and, and you don't need to see us. You don't like we're not important. We're trying to create an environment where the congregation can Same. can participate. Yeah. And eight bars of like shredding guitar solo. <laughs> that's I mean, that's how every guitar solo goes. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't get the congregation focused on the Lord. Yeah. Now, I mean, anybody who's come to Lost Creek, like we have band members who, that's part of how they worship is they'll have like a two-bar guitar solo, and that's killer. Like, yeah. let's do it. It's it fosters your worshiping on stage, which then leads well. But I think balance is huge. Yeah. Mm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, why Zach works so hard to do what he does is to help you all, you know, in the church to sing, like, you know, like we want, we want you all to be able to counter the Lord in song, you know, like the, I'm paraphrasing that, that Psalm that says the Lord's enthroned on the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, and we want you to have that. Yeah. I mean, we even did a, a cool thing a couple weekends ago that might start becoming regular where Joe Barnoski's last weekend, the youth band led and yep. we, we turned the volume down a substantial amount so that the congregation could both sing and hear each other sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool. And yeah. if it works, let's do it. I mean, yeah. if we have to stand on stage in banana costumes for people <laughs> to love Jesus more, then like, let's buy some banana costumes. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. Do that. Yes. Also, sure. please, please submit a request to sfelder at horizonschurch.net for banana costume worship leading. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually do that. I really love this job, so I, I don't want to go anywhere. to keep it. Don't do that. Uh, Ethan, what about you? Like, what are you? What's your process when you're thinking through? Uh, well, specifically, because we brought up sermon art, it's such a unique animal, and it's more process-oriented than a lot of things. When I approach that, one of the first questions I ask myself is what kind of, like, what kind of general direction is going to best serve the idea, which means am I going to do something that is... Um, very abstract and text heavy, uh, where it kind of like hangs its hat on that, uh, or is it going to be patterned and textural, or is it going to be representation? Can I try that word again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be representational and centered around a scene, an image, or a person that the added elements like text get worked around and incorporated into? Yeah. Um, like what is going to best serve? Mm-hmm. That idea, not so much is it, oh, we did this last time, let's do the other thing this time. That's like, it's, that's an unnecessary straitjacket that hamstrings the process and like it jeopardizes what you're doing, I think. So I try to take it by case by case basis. What is best for this 
um, this series, this sermon series, what's going to showcase it mm-hmm. the best way. And then really on top of that, I kind of, I have all these things that I'll see, uh, I despise to use the word trending concept. <laughs> it's really stupid because trends die in two days. It's just like Correct. memes. <laughs> Shout out to our millennial audience who's really sad about that meme dying yesterday. Rest in peace. <laughs> He's looking at you, Harambe. <laughs> wow, what a throwback. Um, but yeah, like um, techniques that I, I see people doing and utilizing successfully, it's like, oh, that's that's kind of a visual language that we can incorporate into our lexicon. That's maybe something we haven't ever showcased before, our people haven't seen. And that's something that we can use not only as a point of relevancy, um, which is very fleeting, but it's something that can like freshen the visual language that we're using to, again, showcase whatever we're doing in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, that's also rewarding for me, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> But if you look back recently, of course, it's a bit uh, ways back by the time you're hearing this. But like with the first series. Right. Not the first series, but the first series. <laughs> the series titled First. Um, yeah, that that entire um, design scheme was kind of a whim. That was like, boy, I saw this sort of idea and I would love to do my version of it. Um, and it worked. <laughs> it, was, it was a wonderful accident. Yeah. Um, but... Is, it, there was something that I had seen uh, not too long ago, and I'm like, that would be really great if we could incorporate um, some of these design principles into what we're showing our people and the way um, we're showcasing the messages that we're using to communicate the gospel. Yeah. So, you know, it comes from different angles. But those are those are two of the, the chief things that I asked myself when developing something from scratch. Yeah. And then you put your art through a peer review process as yeah. well. Yeah. That's, that's a very helpful Um in in many ways, really, like our our team of of creative thinkers, um, get fresh eyes on what I've been staring at for hours on end, and I've potentially like lost my my focus on, and I, I become blind to certain details that like maybe uh, Zach will say, well, what if you try this? And it's something that I have like completely thrown out the window. I didn't even can I didn't yep. even give that the time of day, and then I try it. I'm like, oh well, that's. That's actually what I needed to do from the get-go. <laughs> That's just a super nice thing to say because that doesn't happen because if Zach says try it, it's like, what if it's, <laughs> what if there's a picture of a puppy too? What if you just sneak a little, little pupperino in the corner? Just sneak it in. Bonus pupperino. It's and a watermark. Mosaic. Why is there a puppy? <laughs> well, I mean, that really that has happened though in different things. And sometimes like that can happen with, with you, Josiah, or EJ. Will we'll say something, and maybe I, I mean, maybe I have tried it, which I kind of like because it shows we're on the same wavelength. It's like, yeah. but surprise, it didn't work out. That's why you didn't see it. Um, but having tried it is still important um, to actually put it to the test. And getting fresh eyes on something is invaluable, especially yeah. by people. And here's the absolute key, in my opinion, is that those eyes are trained eyes. I, I love my mom. <laughs> I, Cheryl Bolton is a saint. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, She's not going to peer review my work effectively, <laughs> or be able to communicate. Well, she'll it love effectively. everything you make anyway. Exactly, like, this um, is the best thing ever. Yeah, and which she's is right. Which is exactly what she said about first, <laughs> um, almost verbatim. Um, but like the, having a trained eye and being able to criticize effectively and knowledgeably, like everyone has an opinion, but the one that holds weight is the one that's informed. Um, and that's what the peer review provides. That process provides mm-hmm. um, an yep. environment of informed opinions to kind of like 
baptized by fire everything that we create. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's that's not just my work. That's uh, stuff that Zach does for us. That's stuff that EJ does for us. That goes under this peer review process that I think has has enormously improved the mm-hmm. quality of what we do. And that is measurable improvement over the past two years. Yeah. yeah. Side note, peer review. The reason it works really well, and you do this super well, I think everyone in our on our creative team does this well, is we don't hold our ideas in this light that they are just far too precious to to be critiqued. Right. I think if you start to identify your self-value with something you create, Ooh. you're in trouble. Dangerous. And I think, one, it's, it's just finding your identity in, in a place that you ought not but two it's detrimental to growth yeah and i think that's i think that's been super evident at least for the time that ethan and i have worked here because we came on at about the same time Mm -hmm. once we put that peer review system into place i think everything started to get better yeah yeah for sure yeah amazing quality of stuff and just wonderful um that wouldn't have happened in a vacuum like that right yeah, you got to have fresh people looking at that stuff. So, that's good stuff. The uh <laughs> Yeah, see, look, we're talking to you all forever, you know, it's cuz we love this stuff. Do you want to talk about some of the things that we do on Monday mornings when we create sermons or like yeah. what goes into your process yeah, I'll too? Give, I'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. So Steve Felder is kind of the the brainchild behind a lot of the behind the scenes sermon stuff. And he is not here with us because he is currently writing a sermon right now, actually. Um, and doing a million other things because that's what Steve does. He's a Lost Creek Campus pastor. Shout out. But uh, so what happens is um, we'll get an idea for a sermon series, which, hey, you know, if you have one and you want to send it in, we're always open for suggestions because, you know, fresh eyes, right? But he'll come up, he'll have an idea for a sermon series. We'll talk about it. We'll get some thoughts and feedback on it. And then he'll develop a storyboard kind of a thing where he has the messages laid out. Um, he'll have the, the overall problem we're addressing and the hope, you know, the, the, the goal we're hoping to achieve out of that. Um, and he'll outline all of those passages and little descriptors. And then we'll we'll get those messages. We'll get them assigned out between me and my dad and Steve. And then on Monday mornings, every Monday morning, we all get together for what we call a worship design meeting. And that's where we'll talk about that weekend's upcoming sermon and message. So we'll talk through details of the passage, any illustrations we need to work through, questions, concerns, Anything that could come up in a weekend during the message specifically and especially, we'll talk about that there and we'll kind of lay it out and try to figure out a good general idea of what we need to be doing and make sure that we're being faithful to what the passage says. Now, after that, I don't, I'm not, you know, privy 100% to what Steve and Dad, my father, do um, when they're actually writing their sermon. I can tell you what I do, okay? And this is going to be frustrating. I don't really have a process, okay? (laughs) Um, Disappointing. Um, So, like... When your heroes disappoint you. (laughs) Check last week. Shout out to last week. (laughs) Um, But, so, like, what I'll typically do, let's just say, let's try to narrow it down a little bit. I'll have a passage. I will pour over that passage Monday afternoon, evening. Actually, typically after I'm done at the office. And I'll try to figure out, you know, like, what's the kind of golden thread? What's the one thing that we're trying to say out of this passage? And then I'll outline it and live with that for a little bit, look it over. And then I just start writing. Like, I'll have a little outline, rough idea of where I'm going to go. And I just, I open a Google Doc and I just start pounding away. And that takes me basically all of Tuesday. I always try to have everything written 
by Tuesday evening slash early Wednesday morning. Dang. It involves a lot of frustration and banging my <laughs> head with my hands and, uh, you know. Shout out to Mountaineer Roasting Company for the delicious coffee they Correct. provide. Yes. That literally fuels every creative endeavor that goes on at Horizon Street. Correct. Absolutely correct. Looking at you, Rusty. Yes. Um, so have that all done. Delete a lot of paragraphs. And I uh, realized this didn't work because I typically <laughs> discover how to say what, you know, Paul or Jesus or the author is trying to say by writing a lot of things out and realizing, yeah. oh, here, I got to the point finally where I'm... Like a reductive process. Yeah. And so do that. Then Wednesday, what I do, because I'm, I just need as much help as I can get, is I take that script. I'll have a full script by that point, typically. And I have a team of folks um, that includes you um, and Marianne, Steve, um, Lucas Jarrett, my dad. And Wednesday... Just to clarify, Lucas Jarrett is not Josiah's dad. <laughs> yeah. Josiah's dad is Quint. Yes, Pitts. correct. separate humans. He's not. But um, shout out Lucas Jarrett. You're yes, great. correct. You. You're great. And what we'll do is we'll go over that script, and you guys will just help me sort through it, like make sure is this clear, does the structure make sense? And then we, we hold that with a loose hand because I don't take that script with me um, up uh, to the platform when I preach. In fact, here's my secret, okay? I'm immortal, okay? All right? So don't, you know, they go, oh, just sorry, I'm um, I have a little tiny, um, <laughs> I have a little tiny outline. I just scribble. I scribble in a notebook page. Like the major points that are that go on the the handout that goes in the bulletin, I have that scribbled in there with the passages written out, and then I have a key word that I'll go with each one that um, reminds me, hey, here's what you need to talk about for the next like ten minutes. Did he just say he's immortal? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically that's we're what all I got cut up on too. <laughs> technically we're all immortal because we will all live forever oh, at one point or another. Thanks, no YOLO. That's. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, Drake. Yeah. So that's my process, more or less. Actually, there are bits of that at the end that took me by surprise. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't know that. I also didn't know that you were immortal. <laughs> I <got> re- <laughs> so I was like wheezing in the background because <laughs> I was so caught off guard. Uh, but I didn't know I didn't know that little note strategy. All this yeah. time I thought, boy, that, that guy's good at memorizing. <laughs> boy, he's good at cheating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's it all cheating. written out on his forearms. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> the entire um, script like, verbatim. That's, that's why I have the wild arm gestures, guys. It's not because I'm He's emphatic. Trying. I'm trying to like He's read. Like, oh no, what's like, my third point? I, it's under my armpit. Uh, I need to get it here. That's it. That's the stuff. I'm so. fixing my sock, not checking point three. <laughs> Everybody's like, just bring a notebook next time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. So that's our. That's how we. That's a little peek into how we do things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Any final thoughts on that or anything we need to... I'm going to take your 1145 style silence as a no. Shout, <laughs> Shout out to the 1145. 1145 rest in peace. Yeah, rest. it'll be gone by the time this is out. Whoops. Yeah, sorry about you. Yeah, so that's all. Thanks, guys, for talking to me. No, of this. course. Anytime. Because you literally come here every time to record the podcast. That's so. correct. Yes. Shout a special shout out to Zach for always opening his home to let that us record. That sounds super self aggrandizing. I'm That's like, hey, a- make sure you mention that. Make <laughs> me feel better. That's not why people. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that concludes our time together today. All right. Thanks for listening, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.